afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. We're coming to you live from our Salem Media Studios here in Tampa, Florida. And that means I am back from Tallahassee, but it doesn't mean the action has uh, uh, ceased in Tallahassee. And in fact, uh, we have been monitoring a 6 o'clock meeting last night on state expansion of gambling. We monitored a uh, 10.45 meeting this morning on the state-sanctioned expansion of gambling. And coming up at 4.30 is the next meeting of the House and the Senate, um, very, very far apart on whether or not to um, expand gambling, contract gambling, rearrange some gambling. And uh, we are keeping a very, very close eye. But um, I won't have a very close eye because we will be on our program today when that is happening. Within the last hour, the governor of the state of Florida, Rick Scott, has signed the uh, Parkland School Shooting Package that was approved by both the Florida Senate and the Florida House. Going to be hearing from him in just a moment. That happened uh, just about an hour ago. And our own Mike Miracle has very quickly turned around some important uh, audio from that uh, get-together. We do have some other updates from the legislature, but we'll get to uh, get to those uh, hopefully here very shortly. Coming up at the bottom of the program, we are excited because, uh, once again, Joel C. Rosenberg is going to be with us live. He's written a brand-new novel, and this one is not about the Middle East. This one's not about Middle East terrorism. It is a novel called The Kremlin Conspiracy, and it is, uh, it's a novel about uh, modern-day Russia and some of the threats that are coming forth from Russia. Uh, Joel Rosenberg uh, writes these novels uh, as a fiction, but within that fiction, a tremendous amount of education because he weaves the fictional uh, story and the fictional character uh, around current events of the day, and by doing that, it's highly educational. So we'll be getting to uh, Joel Rosenberg at the bottom of our program. Coming up in the second hour, we'll have a chance to uh, head back out early on to our friends at Focus on the Family, and we're going to have a chance to talk with Lisa Anderson about uh, millennials and why millennials are not getting married these days. And we'll also then head out to... Um, Uh, Hollywood, uh, to the Hollywood Beat in California, Ben Kaiser, managing editor of MovieGuide.org. We'll talk about uh, one of the movies, and we've got some uh, very interesting articles to cover as well on this Friday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. Now, we are monitoring um, the legislature. Here's where we're at. This This is the final day of the regular session. This is the 60th day. Now, to recap what's happening the legislature cannot end their session today because it wasn't until around 1.40 or 1.42 in the afternoon on Wednesday that the budget was uh, complete, complete, and copies of that were provided for the, um, the entire House of Representatives in Tallahassee and the entire Senate. And there is a 72-hour examination or a cooling-off period. So uh, I can tell you that um, if you were to go to the House of Representatives in Tallahassee, the Florida House, you will see that um, the calendar shows their meeting today, and now they just added uh, the 4.30 meeting on gambling. But you'll notice that there are no meeting times at the moment for Saturday, 
and they're coming back for a rare Sunday session at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to um, take up the budget. And they've been talking about the budget today, so I'm fairly confident, even though they could do what they want to do, that they'll come back and talk about that budget on fr- uh, on Sunday at 3, and then they'll be wrapping up uh, the regular session. But um, the big story today is that uh, Governor Rick Scott, who was at odds with one of the major portions of the Parkland shooting response package that came out of the legislature, basically uh, the governor called for uh, arming um, school resource officers with a formula of one per 1,000 students in a school He did not support uh, arming teachers, school personnel, janitors, anybody. Um, His proposal to deal with Parkland in that area, uh, he was opposed to that. So when the legislature passed the bill calling for either marshals or sentinels, depending on how you want to um, label them, but for certain highly trained, highly specialized uh, people, uh, whether they're teachers, administrators, janitors, or whatnot, with the rigorous training that a law enforcement officer would go through in this area of not only handling the gun, the marksmanship of a gun, and uh, emergency situations. Well, that is in the bill that got passed. Uh, there was a little speculation early on uh, yesterday about whether the governor would sign this, but we learned very early on that he was inviting all of the parents to come up And since the parents of uh, those who were uh, gunned down uh, at Parkland had indicated to the Florida House that they thought that the package, including the Sentinels or the Marshals, was a good first step, they urged the House to sign it. And, uh, of course, with their support, the governor uh, invited them to come to Tallahassee, which many of them did. And uh, just a little over an hour ago, Uh, the governor made his announcement, which we knew that he was going to go ahead and sign the bill. So for the most important legislation of the session, let's go ahead. And uh, Mike has just put together um, a collage, uh, if you will. Uh, So you'll be one of the first ones to understand uh, the type of historic day it was uh, in Tallahassee. Let's go ahead and uh, start with uh, cut number one, as the governor was praising the speed, which doesn't ever happen this way on how quick the legislature acted on this package. I want to commend the Florida legislature for getting the bill to my desk in such a short amount of time. I want to point out that this is a far different way of operating than the typical inefficiency we see from the federal government in Washington. Politics in D.C. seems to always get in the way of actually enacting measures that will help American families. As a businessman, I have always rejected the idea that government has to be slow. Today should serve as an example to the entire country that government can and must move fast. Now, the governor uh, talked about the steps that he took after the shooting and was one of the first to announce a a plan uh, to step up uh, what we can do to hopefully take additional steps for this never to happen again. And he talks about process. Let's listen in. I said at the beginning of this process less than three weeks ago that we have to be very careful as we balance our individual rights with our need for public safety. Immediately following the shooting, I called emergency meetings with experts in law enforcement, education, and mental health. 
and developed a comprehensive action plan quickly after this tragedy. Simultaneously, the Florida Senate and the Florida House began working on their ideas on how to make our schools safer. We all had lots of ideas, and we had some shared ideas, and obviously we have some different ideas. And when we talk about uh, some of these ideas, um, one thing is certain, that this bill was over 100 pages long. We talked about uh, this bill over the last couple of days on our show in generalities, a couple of specifics. But the governor was very, very clear that he personally took the time to read over the bill and consider what's in the bill. Let's listen in. On Wednesday, before the bill had been passed, reporters began asking me if I was going to sign it or veto it. I wanted to spend the time reading it, reading it line by line. I spent the last few days reading over the bill, talking with some of these families, talking to my family, and praying about this decision. Now, the governor himself has some ideas about uh, what he wanted to see in this comprehensive package. He didn't get all that he wanted, but uh, let's listen to what uh, his list of items and concerns were. I called on the legislature to give me a bill that will allow us to make our schools far safer, allowing for much greater law enforcement presence and for hardening our school buildings. This bill does that. I called on the legislature to give me a bill which provides more funding for mental health services. This bill does that. I called on the legislature to give me a bill which gives us the ability to seek restraining orders to keep guns away from people with mental health problems and for people who are a danger to themselves and others. This bill does that. I asked for a bill which would ban bump stocks and raise the age to purchase a gun from 18 to 21. And this bill does that. Now, as I have mentioned, we've talked about this the last couple of days. There are certainly some elements in the package that he signed today that uh, he opposes. And uh, I know that he wanted to be very specific about enumerating them. Let's listen in. However, there are things in this bill that I oppose, and I've been pretty open about that. I still think law enforcement officers should be the ones to protect our schools. I've heard all the arguments for teachers to be armed, and while this bill was significantly changed on this topic, I am still not persuaded. I am glad, however, that the plan in this bill is not mandatory, which means it will be up to locally elected officials. I think local control is very important. If counties do not want to do this, they simply can say no. Now, what's interesting, I want you to listen very close to uh, this next soundbite because um, he spent some time, the governor, by the way, and if you're just joining us, this is Governor Rick Scott. Just a little over an hour ago, uh, had an opportunity to be with the, many of the parents in the Parkland shooting, and uh, he signed the comprehensive response to that shooting that has been the subject of legislative work over the last three weeks. Now, um, you're going to hear him talk about next about the funding for law enforcement at schools. And remember, he wanted to fund one school resource officer per thousand kids. But listen at the end, because many members on the Republican side that did not vote for this is because um, the idea about the increased waiting periods and the long rifles. But listen very closely to the governor saying that he didn't believe in the increased waiting periods for these law-abiding people. I don't want you to miss this. I'm going to give local school and law enforcement officials time to determine if they want to use this money. 
I have already talked to the Florida legislature about redirecting funds that aren't used for this program for, for more law enforcement officers at our schools. Let me be clear. If I veto the funding for this program now, this funding cannot be used for additional law enforcement officers this year. I also do not believe in increased waiting periods for law-abiding citizens. It wouldn't have had an impact on this killer. And again, everybody is um, carving out their positions on the controversial issues because uh, we have a primary coming up for the all-important elections in November, and that's going to be some very important um, um, positions that are going to be enumerated by all of uh, the uh, advertising. So I'm going to take a break in just a moment with some final comments from the press conference from the governor. But let me just tell you, a big, big day in the markets. I think the news that uh, President Trump is open to meeting the uh, leader of uh, North Korea. The Dow Jones Industrial Average roaring today. Are you ready? Up 440 points. That's right, up 440 points, closing out at 25.335. The NASDAQ was up 132 points and change, closing at 75.60. And your S&P 500, for those of you retirement accounts, roaring ahead, 47.60, closing at 27.86. Big, big, big day in the markets. Let's take a brief time out. When I come back, final comments from Governor Scott on the Parkland shooting legislation. miss the Jewish Federation's Happy Birthday Israel celebration. Experience the Keshet Chaim Dance Ensemble using melody, rhythm, and ethnic contemporary movement to preserve Jewish tradition and stories. Enjoy as leading international group The Shook perform their take on traditional Jewish music. The Happy Birthday Israel celebration, Sunday, March 11th at 7 p.m. at the Jewish Federation Campus, 580 McIntosh Road. For tickets, go to jfedsrq.org. That's jfedsrq.org. Imagine not eating for days and not knowing when or if you'll ever eat again. That's the grim reality for poor families in Haiti. Odette doesn't know when she'll be able to feed her family again. She and her husband, Jerome, care for their two grandchildren after the death of their daughter. But because of their age and poor health, it's hard to find work. Odette knows that her grandchildren aren't getting enough to eat, but she has no way to find or buy food. Poor families like Odette's suffer with no hope. They have no idea how they will survive. But you can help. Today, you can provide food every day for the next year and a lifetime supply of clean, safe water through Food for the Poor. For just $50, you can ensure that Odette's grandchildren get the food and safe water they need to survive. Would you allow God to use you to save the lives of suffering children in Haiti and Guatemala? Please make your life-saving gift right now by calling 855-353-HOPE, 855-353-4673, 855-353-4673. You can also give by clicking the Give Life banner at letstalkfaith.com. 855-353-4673. Hi, this is Dan Celia from Financial Issues. I want to remind you that every day from 9 to noon, Financial Issues, we're going to take your financial questions. You're going to hear about the economy. You're going to hear a little bit about politics as it relates to the economy and your ability to be a good steward of all that God has given you. Financial Issues with Dan Celia. Weekdays, 9 to noon, on our sister station, AM 1380, The Biz. 
Hey, we're back uh, watching a um, breaking news story here that there is a hostage situation at a California veterans home there in Yountville, California. And um, we've got a very busy uh, business day, uh, not a business day, but a news day ourselves. But want to let you know that uh, we are keeping an eye on uh, what is happening uh, with this situation in California. Many things um, happening at one time this afternoon. If you're just joining us, uh, many of the members of the family members of those who uh, uh, were um, part of the massacre there at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School uh, came to Tallahassee today uh, and stood with the governor. As the governor, um, though he didn't uh, have the package in totality that uh, he had requested, nonetheless, the parents had said that they were satisfied enough they wanted to go ahead. Uh, with this first step, and so the governor is signing that package. We have been bringing you um, a quick turnaround on some of the comments that the governor made just about an hour ago from Tallahassee. want to share the last two or three with you. Uh, and a programming note, just remind you that coming up just after the bottom of the hour, we'll be having an opportunity to uh, chat with uh, Joel C. Rosenberg about his brand-new novel, The Kremlin Conspiracy, And don't want to miss that because Joel is just so uniquely gifted uh, to be able to write a novel. But in this novel, it incorporates so much of the geopolitical um, issues that surround modern-day Russia. And he incorporates that into a a fictional novel. But that's coming up just after the bottom of the hour. Well, as... uh, Governor Scott was talking about uh, the fact that he was signing a bill today with many of those uh, family members who've lost loved ones in the Parkland tragedy. Um, he talks about the uh, the debate that was involved in this bill, and he had a chance to also comment about uh, the compromises that had to be made to get this product done in, uh, what, two and a half weeks or so. Let's go ahead and uh, let's listen in. Vigorous debate on all of these issues. I believe every side has had their chance to share their views, and that is truly what makes our democracy great. At the beginning of this process, I said that we should we should give all have to give a little and make compromises, and that includes me. I know that many wanted more gun control than what is included in this bill, and I know that many believe this bill has too much gun control. I respect the sincerity and the validity of both of these viewpoints. And also, when we look at uh, how the governor came to his conclusion, um, apparently he ended up with three important questions that he asked himself. And uh, to hear the governor share about how he came to the uh, to the position to support this, let's listen in. So after reviewing the entire bill, I had to ask myself, will this bill make a huge investment and dramatically improve school safety? in hopes of never seeing another tragedy like this again? Will this bill provide more funding to treat the mentally ill? Will this bill give far more tools to keep guns away from people who should not have them? The answer to all three is yes. And that is why I'm signing the legislation today. And uh, the last word from the governor this afternoon is uh, obviously this is just the beginning. This is just uh, uh, setting some new tools out there, but we have a lot of work to do. And uh, to be able to not only make sure the system works next time as it failed greatly, uh, as you know, FBI 
uh, Broward County Sheriff, uh, DCF. Can't have that happen again. Final comments from the governor. I want to conclude on one final point. I know the debate on all these issues will continue, and that's healthy in our democracy. People are passionate in their beliefs, and they should be. But we should not insult or disparage each other. We should work together to make our schools safe for our kids. We have a lot of work ahead of us in order to enact these reforms and make our schools safer. This is the time for all of us to come together, roll, roll up our sleeves, and get it done. All right. And so uh, with that, the bill has been signed. And um, now we move forward in terms of, uh, of a bill that probably nobody liked uh, 100%. And many people say that uh, when you get a bill where nobody really is totally happy, maybe you got the closest to passing a decent uh, decent uh, bill of legislation. Now, uh, we'll give you an update on some of the things that are dying a little bit later on in our program. Uh, we got Joel C. Rosenberg coming up in just a moment, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to break away. Um, here's what's happening in California and why it's disturbing this afternoon. Uh, Fox News is reporting that an armed man took three hostages during an active shooter situation at a California veteran's home this afternoon. Uh, Earlier, uh, it emerged that the veteran's home, described as the nation's largest, was on lockdown after the reports came in of shots fired. FBI officials are en route to the scene, according to KTVU, and they are enlisting a SWAT team to negotiate with the governor. This is happening at the veterans' home there in uh, Yountville, Y-O-U-N-T-V-I-L-L-E, Yountville, um, California. And this home is um, apparently the largest home in the United States. And um, apparently the shots were fired near the dining home of this facility this morning. Uh, And so that's why we have the current situation and what we are monitoring right now. Um, the uh, safety of the residents, the workers, the community is uh, law enforcement's top priority. Um, and they have activated their emergency response uh, and trying to get a handle on uh, what this means. So we're going to keep an eye on this as well, uh, probably going into the evening with this. And always very disturbing when not only veterans or a veteran's home, uh, the, the largest in the country, but the fact that so many of our veterans, uh, after their service to our country, come back with uh, um, with uh, PSTD, um, post-traumatic stress syndrome, and uh, it's always, um, it gives me pause. And so uh, we're just um, keeping uh, our, our, our thoughts and prayers with those who might be part of the hostages and also hoping that uh, and praying that uh, the law enforcement officials who are experts at the talking to folks in this moment of distress, that they can uh, talk this uh, this person, this obviously troubled person, away from um, doing any harm to himself and others. So we'll keep an eye. Well, coming up in a moment, I got to tell you, I'm uh, whenever Joel C. Rosenberg writes a new book, I'm telling you, you can't put it down. Now, I'm about halfway through of uh, the Kremlin conspiracy, and I tell you, it's just like all the other ones, and I always tell them, I'll tell them in a moment, 
Joel, you don't do me favors during session because I want to read this book and I should be going to bed and going to sleep. And you keep me up at night. But um, it's one that I recommend highly that you uh, go to the bookstore, especially if you have any kind of spring break coming along. It's called The Kremlin Conspiracy. Joel Rosenberg will be with me next. And a little bit later on, before we wrap up the 5 o'clock hour, I'll give you uh, a synopsis on some of the important issues that seem to be dying at this moment in Tallahassee with the Florida legislature. Let's check in with SRN News. Don't go away. I'll be right back. SRN News, I'm Val Dior. The story continues to develop, but what we do know is a veteran's home in Napa Valley has been placed on lockdown after a gunman took hostages. The FBI SWAT team is on the scene negotiating. Residents at the Veterans Home of California in Yauntville and neighbors have been ordered to shelter in place. Critics called him a loose cannon, but Vice President Mike Pence says North Korea's desire to discuss nuclear disarmament is evidence that President Trump's strategy to isolate the Kim regime is working. Both leaders could actually meet before May. The VP says in a statement that the North Koreans are coming to the table, even though the U.S. has made no concessions. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says President Trump's economic policies are translating into more jobs. U.S. employers added 313,000 jobs in February. On Wall Street today, the Dow closing up 441, NASDAQ up 133, S&P closing up 48. This is SRN News. Before lunch, enjoy God's Word. Weekdays at 11 a.m., it's In Touch with Charles Stanley. That's why he was a man after God's own heart. That's why he was a man of great character. He listened to God. And at 11.30, Leading the Way with Michael Youssef. Biblical truth compels all members of all cultures to come to terms with the demands of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Their price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. What do you value? That's what financial planning is really all about. For over 30 years, core values of stewardship, generosity, and contentment have shaped the way Snyder Financial Group helps clients like you plan wisely and leave lasting legacies. Share your values. Snyder Financial Group at sfgtampa.com. 
Securities and advisory services offered through appropriately registered representatives of the Strategic Financial Alliance. Member FINRA SIPC. Bill Bunkley here with a personal invitation to join me and my family on our 2018 10-day pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. Be a part of this year's 70th anniversary marking Israel's statehood. Our tour host is renowned historian and EDI travel president Boaz Shalgi. Travel to Petra, the Dead Sea, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and much more. See where end times will unfold and visit custom locations gaining insight into geopolitical issues facing Israel today. The all-inclusive price is just $3,965 per person, double occupancy. For just $3,965, you'll receive round-trip airfare from Tampa, four- and five-star hotels, Wi-Fi-equipped motor coach, three meals daily, all taxes and tips. For more information, go to letstalkfaith.com or call us at 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley on a Friday afternoon, and we're standing by to see what the latest um, offer is going to be as we are following the Florida legislature in her debate over expanding gambling in the state. But uh, right now I'm excited because uh, I think one of the most um, gifted authors that we have uh, in our contemporary life is with me today. Josie Rosenberg, for many, many years, has written novels and a couple of non-novels that has really helped many of us to continue to understand the dynamics that is happening not only in the Middle East, but particularly around the nation of Israel. In fact, uh, recently, uh, or maybe not so recently, uh, Joel has moved uh, to uh, Israel and uh, goes back and forth between there and America. But now he's got a brand new novel. And for some of you, if you don't know his background, you may think that uh, it's sort of out of his bailiwick. It's called The Kremlin Conspiracy. And uh, joining me this afternoon is Joel C. Rosenberg. And Joel, thank you so much for being back with us again. Bill, it's great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me on the program. I'm going to say what I always say. We're in the middle of a session. I'm working away. You release your latest one. I need to go to bed at night, and I can't go to bed at night because I'm reading your novel. I'm halfway through. But I tell you what, this one's a gripper. You've done it again, my friend. Well, I appreciate it, Bill. I, you know, one of the reasons I write political thrillers like The Kremlin Conspiracy is so that I get tweets around 4 or 5 in the morning, people <laughs> cursing me because they have been up all night, yep. and now they've got to go to work, and they're like, you're an author, you get to sleep in, but us, we, you know, I mean, I try to write these intense but short chapters, and I, I, I say they're like Pringles, you can't eat just one. So, you know, it's 2 o'clock, you're like, uh, just maybe just one more, and then suddenly it's 5 o'clock, and now you're mad at me, and this is a sign of that I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> you so are I, doing the right thing. It's a thriller. Thing. It's got to thrill you. Otherwise, why bother? Well, uh, two or three things, uh, different areas, no spoiler alert. But, yeah, last night I, I said, let me do a couple. And I had to get through, I think, six to get through the whole series of what was happening. I won't say anything more than that, but uh, you're absolutely correct. Now, what I want to do, uh, Joel Rosenberg, is uh, – Tell our folks about your background, because obviously you've had a background that's given you expertise there in the Middle East, but uh, your family um, has a little bit of a heritage from the new region that you're writing about. Of course, it's uh, Eastern uh, Europe, Western Europe, uh, and and uh, the Russian area. Tell us about that. 
Yeah. Well, you're right, Bill. Just first, your first point that you made, which is um, I am a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen, and I've spent most of my life crisscrossing the Middle East from Morocco to Afghanistan, meeting with leaders, uh, political, intelligence, military, spiritual. And that's what I usually write about, the threat of radical Islam and so forth in these political thrillers. But uh, and, and the King of Jordan has read them. Intelligence officials in the Arab world, Israel, are reading them. So that's a high standard, and I wanted to maintain that. But you're right. In the Kremlin conspiracy, I sort of divert off my normal path, which is Middle East. And there's a reason, though. One, I needed a professional challenge just to <laughs> you know, reshuffle the deck and, and just look at a different area where evil is rising. I really do believe in the form of Vladimir Putin. But also, as you as allude to, uh, my father's side of my family is Jewish. Uh, they were Orthodox Jews, my grandparents and great-grandparents, and they, they lived in Russia. And they escaped out of Russia around 1906 when Tsar Nicholas II was fomenting all kinds of horrible anti-Semitic attacks, 60,000 Jews killed during that pe- period, mm. many beaten, raped, uh, their houses burned possession stolen. So my family, by the grace of God, escaped from Russia, made it to the United States. This is where we found freedom, uh, religious, political, uh, economic. And so I've always had this eye on Russia, its past, its present, its future. And I went there when it was still the Soviet Union. I spent a month in the Soviet Union in 1986. And I went back about 10 years ago to do some research for a, a previous book I was writing took my dad, actually. He'd never been. And as I watched Vladimir Putin rise over the last 17 years, he, he took office, uh, took power just before I started writing political thrillers. And yet I'd never really written a political thriller that sort of focused, okay, maybe not in him precisely, but a Putin-esque figure. And it was time. And that's what the Kremlin conspiracy is about. Mm. I remind you, um, if you haven't uh, bookmarked uh, Joel's uh, website, joelrosenberg.com. That's joelrosenberg.com. That's B-E-R-G, by the way, joelrosenberg.com. Might want to bookmark that. And uh, if you haven't been exposed to um, his blog and been exposed to uh, flash traffic, in addition to picking up your copy, and I'm going to tell you today, tomorrow, especially those of you getting ready for some days off for uh, spring break like I am, the Kremlin Conspiracy is uh, what you want to pick up ASAP. And also, um need to be following Joel because I tell you what, when I want to get some uh, good interpretation of what's going on behind the scenes, especially now with what's happening on the Israeli border with uh, Lebanon and Syria, influenced by Iran and Russia, you really need to watch this. Now, when we get into the Kremlin Conspiracy, of course, we have uh, a new leader of Russia. We get a chance to go behind the scenes and we're not going to do any spoiler alerts. So we're not going to spoil you, but there's, we're going behind the scenes. But clearly, uh, you see the the parallel with Vladimir Putin, the current current leader of Russia, and and Joel. You really believe he's dangerous? Talk about that. I do, and and I'll I'll set up the novel without giving too much away. In the sense that, look, my main Russian dictator, you know, the character there is not Putin, but let's Bill, let's call him Putin esque. Okay, there are elements in his history, in his character that are 
that are drawn from Putin, though I do make him a fictional character because that allows me to sort of manipulate it in a sense and, and create this, in, this, this scenario. Uh, and in the, in the Kremlin conspiracy, the heart of the story is that this, this dictator, this czar, as it were, a modern czar, is emerging in Moscow. And while the new American president is focused on North Korea, on Iran and other threats, all important, of course, but this Russian leader is preparing a lightning-fast attack uh, to try to capture one, two, or three small NATO countries uh, known as the Baltic states, mm -hmm. Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. Now, why? Why would a Russian leader dictator try to do that? The theory in the novel, The Kremlin Conspiracy, is that if the Russian leader can send you know, 100,000 troops very fast into one or more of these countries and grab it, in about 96 hours, you'd think that NATO would then have to come and defend that country and rescue it, which is under Article 5, the, the Mutual Defense Pact, that's yes. part of NATO, mm -hmm. then yes, that's exactly what would happen. But the gamble that my Russian dictator, Alexander Luganov, the gamble he makes is, he says, if I grab one of these countries or two or whatever, they are not going to do it. They're not going to come get me. The president of the United States is not going to go into a full-scale war with Russia, possibly a nuclear war, to get a country that most Americans have never heard of. Now, under our treaty obligation, we, sh we would have to, but that's his gamble, and, and that's the setup. Like, would that happen? How would it happen? What would be the consequences? Is there a way to stop him? That's at the core of the thriller, the Kremlin conspiracy. And Bill, just this morning, I was with the ambassador of one of those countries, uh, one of the Baltic countries, mm -hmm. because he'd heard about the novel, and, uh, and he, he invited me to have breakfast with him to talk about these things because it's very close to real life right now. Uh, on April 3rd, President Trump is going to hold a summit, his first of his presidency, and who's he going to hold it with? The leaders of those three countries, mm. Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, because they are terrified of the Putin threat. They're, you know, not very, they're not terrified of a thriller. They're terrified of the real-life danger that Putin might be just crazy enough to, to try something like that. And they want a very tight relationship with America, and they want to know that if, God forbid, something like that happened – America's got their back, or more importantly, Bill, they want to make sure that it never happens because there's so much deterrent force there, and it's very clear that Putin would pay a very high price. So even though I started writing this novel two years ago, the fact that it came out this week, it happened to come out at a time where the Baltic states are preparing a very summit to talk about these very issues with the actual president of the United States. It's kind of amazing that that's at all. Well, what's amazing, Joel, is that uh, you've done this how many times before? I mean, uh, of course, uh, you know, you're a Christ follower, but I want to tell you, folks, from uh, I've read everything Joel has written, but he has uh, the, this this relationship, my my opinion, with the Holy Spirit that as, as he's led to put these novels together, when they actually are available for public consumption, there are things that happen that help us to understand in in real world, real life situation by way of the novel, and it's happened again. And and I've been enjoying this one because 
I really keep up on the Middle East. I think I keep up with the Kremlin but and Putin, but this is helping me. The novel will help uh, not just snapshot today, but it helps put things back together in a fresh sense of what's been happening the last few years. Now, just got a couple, three minutes left. And so, again, we're talking with Joel Rosenberg. His website, I highly recommend you bookmark it, joelrosenberg.com. joelrosenberg.com. Make sure you get uh, signed up for his blog and flash traffic. And the book that you need to get right now is The Kremlin Conspiracy. You will not be able to put it down. Um, We've asked this question before, but in case we're introducing you to someone who may not be be familiar with your work, why is it important for you to use this technique uh, uh, with a fictional novel as a way to connect people in our popular popular culture to to plug into what's really happening? Well, that's a good question, Bill, and and, and part of it is I – I've spent, you know, almost a quarter of a century of my professional life in Washington D.C. before uh, my wife and sons and I moved to Israel, to Jerusalem, and uh, which, of course, is, you know, moving out of the frying pan and into the fire. Amen. You know, certainly a target-rich environment if yes. you're writing political thrillers. <laughs> but spending a quarter of a century in Washington meant uh, I was both very interested in and and passionate about. The, uh, the issues of the threats facing America, both external and internal. And and yet the, a policy debate, that speeches, those are op-eds, those are – you know, those, that's a debate that sometimes can be very uh, insular. Uh, the people inside the Beltway in Washington, they talk about it, but it sometimes doesn't connect, uh, even if it's important, with, with people outside because it, they, Washington talks its own jargon. So one of the things about writing a political thriller is you're writing entertainment. You're not writing a textbook. You're not writing a nonfiction book. It's entertainment. It's a thriller, and it has to thrill. I'm not doing my job if I don't keep you up all night. If, if your blood pressure isn't pumping and your adrenaline is, is, is coursing because you're suddenly caught up in a story, and that's very different from talking about policy or politics. And so in some ways, I'm able to drive these topics into the popular culture because I'm entertaining, I'm not preaching. Mm. I want to tell you, we are out of time, but uh, right now, drop this website down, joelrosenberg.com, joelrosenberg.com. Get your copy of the book, The Kremlin Conspiracy. And, uh, Joel, I could talk to you all day, but we got a hard break. My friend, thank you, thank as you, always. Great and we're, to be with you. And we're also praying for your voice because I know it's very difficult with all these interviews. <laughs> God be thank with you. you, my friend. You as well. All righty. Joe Rosenberg, I'm halfway through. I can't put it down. You won't either. Uh, The Kremlin Conspiracy, get your copy, and when you get done, you'll be a little more educated about how we need to keep our eye on the Russian president. I'm Bill Bunkley. Quick timeout, and I'll have a Tallahassee update in just a moment. Don't go away. Be right back. amazing song. You know, I've never told anybody my story. From Irwin Brothers Entertainment comes I Can Only Imagine. When I was uh, 11 years old, life was tough. On March 16th, discover the untold story behind the beloved song that inspired millions. My dad was a monster, and I saw God transform him, so I wrote this song. 
for my dad. I can only imagine. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters March 16th. Go to ICanOnlyImagine.com. Attention credit card holders. The secret that credit card companies don't want you to know is getting out. Thousands of people across the country are now settling their debts for a fraction of what they owe. Thanks to National Debt Relief. The secret is that if you're struggling with or simply can't afford your monthly credit card payments, you now have the legal means to resolve your debt with your lenders, substantially reducing what you owe into one low monthly payment. You don't have to worry about bankruptcy or falling deeper into debt. You can now save thousands of dollars, even tens of thousands, and be debt-free faster than you ever thought possible. There are no upfront fees and satisfaction is guaranteed. If you're struggling with at least $10,000 in credit card debt, medical bills, private student loans, or personal loans, call National Debt Relief now for a free quote on how much of your debt can be reduced. Get this free life-changing information now by dialing 800 800- 506-2760. 800-506-2760. That's 800-506-2760. Imagine not eating for days and not knowing when or if you'll ever eat again. That's the grim reality for poor families in Haiti. Odette doesn't know when she'll be able to feed her family again. She and her husband, Jerome, care for their two grandchildren after the death of their daughter. But because of their age and poor health, it's hard to find work. Odette knows that her grandchildren aren't getting enough to eat, but she has no way to find or buy food. Poor families like Odette's suffer with no hope. They have no idea how they will survive. But you can help. Today, you can provide food every day for the next year and a lifetime supply of clean, safe water through Food for the Poor. For just $50, you can ensure that Odette's grandchildren get the food and safe water they need to survive. Would you allow God to use you to save the lives of suffering children in Haiti and Guatemala? Please make your life-saving gift right now by calling 855-353-HOPE, 855-353-4673, 855-353-4673. You can also give by clicking the Give Life banner at letstalkfaith.com. 855-353-4673. Ladies, between career, family, friends, and church, there's barely time to breathe. How about we take a break for a night out? Faith Talks Ladies Night Out is coming up Thursday, March 22nd at Bell Shoals Baptist Church in Brandon with Christian comedian Leslie Norris Townsend. Maybe it's just my husband or just some, he just hates to wash the clothes. But he loves to wash the car. Laugh out loud with several hundred of your BFFs. Do you know what I do? I put all of his dirty underwear in the rag pile by the car. Come early for our ladies' expo featuring shopping, giveaways, desserts, and light hors d'oeuvres with food trucks on hand ready to satisfy your appetite for fun. Faith Talks Ladies' Night Out with Leslie Norris Townsend, Thursday, March 22nd from 5 to 9 at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. Last year's event sold out, so get your tickets early. Tickets and information at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Know the truth with Pastor Philip DeCourcy. His freedom was limited. He ends up in prison. His life is cut short. But that's okay. When you're a forerunner, it's all about preparing the way, clearing the way, and getting out of the way. You're expendable. It's okay to be a link in a chain of God-given reactions. Weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. And if you want to call me a name this afternoon, call me frustrated. Mr. Frustrated. 
Well, we were uh, listening to a good friend, Joel Rosenberg, about his brand-new novel. I'm recommending The Kremlin Connection. I uh, just got an update from my friends from No Casino. At 4.30 was the latest round of the negotiations between the Florida House and the Florida Senate on state-sanctioned gambling. I'm going to tell you, when you get to the last day, and I give you a couple other updates, you, you just want to pull your hair out. Well, just moments ago, the offers go back and forth between the House, the Senate, the Senate, the House. Your Florida House of Representatives, who said they were going to hold the line on gambling expansion, they have offered the Senate to uh, agree to five new limited license, and that's license locations for slot machine parlors at paramutuals. And uh, the five licenses would give a paramutual um, 500 slots per location. And you could either have the slots or what they call the designated player games. That means, you know, you go into a paramutual, you've got, uh, you know, you're betting on the um, on the uh, live stream coming in from another horse track, dog track, or you're playing poker. Uh, if they wanted to go with one of these, they'd have to do one or the other, but not both. And something to the point where there'd be no designated player games anywhere in the state except... Uh, for the new licenses if they chose to do the games over the slots. In this latest offer, the uh, Seminole Tribe, here's the breaking news right here in Tampa, at uh, the Hard Rock Seminole Gambling Facility here in Tampa, the tribe would get uh, craps as well as roulette here both in Tampa and their Broward facility. So um, now we very quick analysis. Um, I... um, my friends at No Casinos, we, we are hopeful that um, the Senate still cannot accept this deal because it really picks winners and losers with the with the dozens of paramutual uh, um, tracks around the state. And a lot of them are discounted because there's other things I don't have time to go into. But uh, we thought maybe with the last offer, this thing was going to be dying. Hasn't died yet. So... Uh, uh, we'll keep watching this into the evening. A couple of other things just to give you an update this afternoon. Uh, right now, it looks like the bill to expand the Miami-Dade Needle Exchange Program is not going to make it this year. A very controversial as well. We're keeping an eye on that. Well, Ross Spano, uh, Representative Ross Spano from Bell Shows, who's been an advocate for uh, the human trafficking issue, uh, we thought that that was uh, revised. It was revised. It was put on another bill. But now, um, after unanimous support, uh, it looks like in the Senate, the human trafficking bill, human trafficking bill, one of them has mysteriously been postponed again. So uh, we were hoping to see movement and to get that going this afternoon before the legislature wraps up. Um, and, folks, we've asked you to call in on that bill. So keep calling in to ask them to please past the human trafficking and just make that on both chambers, even though the problem's in the Senate. Um, looks like that uh, they have passed the child marriage ban. There are some exceptions for 17-year-olds that basically says that children are 17 under any circumstance cannot get married. So uh, that looks like that one's coming across the, um, the finish line. But um, there's a lot that's going to be shaking out uh, over the next few hours. And uh, I uh, hope that we don't have this massive expansion of gambling with new slot machine parlors. Uh, uh, There's nine counties that want to put these in. 
We're now up to five in the give and take, and I hope that with all of the strings that are attached um, with uh, where the House is going, it still will be a bitter pill that the Senate cannot agree to because of um, so many different entities within the paramutual industry, and uh, it calls for picking winners and losers. So um, it ain't over till it's over, and it's not over yet, and so we'll continue to be monitoring this, but... Uh, I would make your calls to your senators and House members and tell them no to expansion of gambling and, yes, get the human trafficking bill done. Going to take a break, top of the hour. We come back, going to head out to Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's time for our weekly chat with our friends at Focus on the Family. Lisa Anderson is going to be part of the conversation today. She is director of Young Adults for Focus and host of The Boundless Show. So here's the question. Here's the topic of the day. Why are nearly 70% of millennials still single? Why don't millennials get married? And we're going to be narrowing that down, not only secular millennials, but Christian millennials. That's going to be number one topic in the 5 o'clock hour. Then we'll head from Colorado Springs out to um, California, get the Hollywood beat from uh, Ben Kaiser, managing editor at um, Movie Guide. Going to tell you why you want to save your money and don't go see a wrinkle in time that's that's uh, come out today. We'll also talk about Dr. Tom Snyder's article, The Oscars Have Become a Mediocre Award Show for the Best Anti-Human Propaganda. And again, the ratings for that is way, way down again this year for the 90th. I didn't watch it. Hope you didn't either. Uh, and then I'm going to see a screener on this this weekend, the new movie coming out next Friday. I can only imagine... Ben Kaiser was behind the scenes with the movie. He'll talk about that. And we'll talk about Dr. Bear's new devotional available on Amazon. All that plus a little bit of a preview for the annual Movie Guide Awards coming up on Easter Day. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment over at Faith Talk 579, 10 and 102.1 Point Lakeland. Hope to see you there. Florida Strawberry Festival with over 80 of the world's most exciting rides. Awesome ride-a-thons on special days for only 20 bucks. Plus, get a free Polar Pop at Circle K with every Midway wristband purchase. True Whip Tuesday. March 6th, any ride, just 2 bucks. O'Reilly Auto Parts ride-a-thons both Thursdays. 17 bucks with the voucher from O'Reilly. Get a $5 Midway discount on Publix Food and Fun Friday, March 2nd, with any Publix brand non-perishable item. And on Tampa Bay Times Day, March 9th, with a printed Times coupon. And it's Moonlight Magic, March 9th. Ninth, only 25 bucks. Super Saturday wristbands, 30 bucks. Coca-Cola Family Sundays. Save $5 with any Coca-Cola brand product. For details, visit flstrawberryfestival.com. That's flstrawberryfestival.com. <coughs> Building new memories. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. An apparent hostage situation is taking place at the largest veterans home in the United States in Yountville, California, leading to a lockdown of the sprawling grounds. 
Robert Naki of the California Highway Patrol has very little information at present. And obviously, looking, we're looking for the, uh, the best outcome, which includes uh, no injuries to any parties involved. The Napa Valley Register reported that a man wearing body armor and armed with an automatic weapon entered the home. The state Veterans Affairs Department says the home that opened in 1984 is the nation's largest veterans home with about 1,000 elderly and disabled residents. The White House says that any summit meeting between President Trump and Kim Jong-un depends on North Korea's actions. One day after South Korea announced the face-to-face talks would take place by May, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders said the meeting won't happen unless the Kim regime takes steps toward eliminating nuclear weapons. We're not going to have this meeting take place until we see concrete actions that match the words and the rhetoric of North Korea. Sanders said in agreeing to the talks, the United States has given up zero concessions, while North Korea has made promises to halt missile testing. Greg Clugston, the White House. The Kentucky man who tackled Senator Rand Paul last year officially pleads guilty to assault. Correspondent Linda Kenyon has more. Renee Boucher formally pleaded guilty to one felony charge of assaulting a member of Congress, resulting in personal injury. CNN reports Boucher was released on $25,000 bond and will be sentenced in June. Prosecutors are seeking a 21-month jail sentence. Boucher attacked Senator Paul at his home in Bowling Green, Kentucky, as the senator was doing some landscaping in his yard. Senator Paul suffered six broken ribs and bruised lungs. Boucher, who's Senator Paul's neighbor, reportedly was angry at Paul for stacking a pile of brush near his property. Good day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 441 points to 25,336. The Nasdaq rose 133. More on these stories at townhall.com. She seems happier. Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life. The shedding has stopped. The itching has stopped. Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you've got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Facebook and Major League Baseball have made a deal to stream baseball games on the social network. The deal will put 25 afternoon games live on Facebook Watch, the company's video service. The race is on to acquire streaming rights to sports events. Amazon, Yahoo, and Twitter are active in this space. Yahoo is already doing baseball games. Verizon has a deal to stream eight NBA games. And last year, Amazon paid $50 million to stream NFL games to Amazon Prime subscribers. Financial terms of Facebook deal with Major League Baseball have not been disclosed. Warren Levinson, New York. Florida Governor Rick Scott has signed a school safety bill passed by the legislature in response to the Valentine's Day mass shooting that killed 17 people at a high school. The bill signed today falls short of what Governor Scott and the shooting's survivors wanted. It also marks Scott's break with the National Rifle Association. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Two soldiers and at least 10 separatists are reported to have been killed in clashes in Cameroon. The unrest in the two anglophone parts of Cameroon has been going on for months and shows no signs of abating. 
Separatists want an independent English-speaking republic, which they call Ambazonia. The Anglophones have long complained of marginalisation by the French-speaking majority. They resist attempts to push the French language in schools, the justice system and elsewhere. Several people have been killed and dozens detained during the months of unrest. The BBC's Mary Harper. An aid convoy crossed into the embattled rebel-held suburbs of Damascus Friday, delivering desperately needed aid despite heavy fighting that broke out extremely close to the convoy and renewed airstrikes by the Syrian government. The International Committee of the Red Cross said that close-range fighting came despite security guarantees from the parties involved in the conflict that humanitarian aid could enter eastern Ghouta. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored in part by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsborough, 813-287-5700 or toll-free, 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Hey, we're back. It's Friday afternoon, and it is a beautiful day. What an opportunity to uh, get out today and tomorrow. Going to have some weather on Sunday, but uh, nonetheless, I'm back in uh, our studios here in Tampa today. It is wonderful. Coming up in a moment, our Friday visit with our friends at Focus on the Family. Today, Lisa Anderson is back with us, Director of Young Adults for Focus on the Family and host of The Boundless Show. She's going to talk about why nearly 70% of millennials are single. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, the effects of that, uh, divorce in the church. We'll talk about uh, the whole uh, era of the seeker-friendly churches and We'll also talk about, uh, you know, following Christ or playing that grace card uh, maybe a little bit too often. All that's coming up in a moment, and uh, that'll be an interesting discussion indeed. Then we'll head from Colorado Springs out to uh, California. Talk about what's up on the Hollywood beat with our friends, uh, Movie Guy. Uh, Ben Kaiser will be along. We're going to give you some strong cautions about uh, getting out and seeing a wrinkle in time. In fact, you're going to find out why we don't recommend it. We'll also hear about an article that's posted at movieguide.org from Tom Snyder about how the Oscars have become a mediocre award show for the best anti-human propaganda. Ben Kaiser has an article about behind the scenes, if I can only imagine, and we'll talk about Dr. Ted Bear's new devotional available on Amazon. All that and more on the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
Mark your calendar for Saturday, April 14th as Argosy University Tampa and the Diversity Action Coalition present DreamFest 2018. This fun-free event celebrates diversity, resources, education, awareness, and our military with entertainment, resources for families, kids' activities, food, guest speakers, and more in the historic Barryman Morgan Cigar Factory on Howard at 275. Visit argosy.edu slash DreamFest or call 813-906-7955. Here's Dr. Robert Jeffress with today's Pathway Minute. There's a time when God says, enough. In Genesis 6, God allowed Noah to preach repentance for 120 years. But then God said, enough. He shut the door to the ark and he sent the flood that devastated the world. There comes a time in your life and my life when God says, enough. If you're not a Christian here today, you're watching or listening to this broadcast Perhaps you've said, you know, I I think I may be a Christian one day. I I may get into that, but not today. Someday, but not today. Ladies and gentlemen, it's possible to wait too long to trust in Christ. If you wait until the day you die, you've waited too long. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. Today's Pathway Minute is provided by your station and Pathway to Victory. To hear the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org. Don't miss the Jewish Federation's Happy Birthday Israel Celebration. Experience the Keshet Chaim Dance Ensemble using melody, rhythm, and ethnic contemporary movement to preserve Jewish tradition and stories. Enjoy as leading international group The Shook perform their take on traditional Jewish music. The Happy Birthday Israel Celebration, Sunday, March 11th at 7 p.m. at the Jewish Federation Campus, 580 McIntosh Road. For tickets, go to jfedsrq.org. That's jfedsrq.org. Ladies, between career, family, friends, and church, there's barely time to breathe. How about we take a break for a night out? Faith Talks Ladies Night Out is coming up Thursday, March 22nd at Bell Shoals Baptist Church in Brandon with Christian comedian Leslie Norris Townsend. Maybe it's just my husband or just some, he just hates to wash the clothes. But he loves to wash the car. Laugh out loud with several hundred of your BFFs. Do you know what I do? I put all of his dirty underwear in the rag pile by the car. Come early for our Ladies Expo, featuring shopping, giveaways, desserts, and light hors d'oeuvres, with food trucks on hand ready to satisfy your appetite for fun. Faith Talks Ladies Night Out with Leslie Norris Townsend, Thursday, March 22nd from 5 to 9 at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. Last year's event sold out, so get your tickets early. Tickets and information at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. 64% say that God accepts the worship of all religions. What is wrong with these ministers today? Don't they know the first commandment? Thou shall have no other gods before me. There's 1,600 cults out there right now. Every one of them denies Jesus. You're not going to get to heaven that way. Jack Vanapie presents the stunning truth about Bible prophecy. Join the Vanapies this week. Sunday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570, FM 102.1 and AM 910.
Welcome back. It's uh, Friday afternoon. Of course, it is the 9th of March, and this is the final day of the regular session of the Florida Legislature. I am delighted to be back in our studios in Tampa at the moment, but keeping a watchful eye as um, we continue to watch deliberations. And uh, right now, just a quick update for our 5 o'clock crowd that um, they will probably wrap up today take tomorrow off but uh i know the house is coming back in about three o'clock on sunday uh when the 72 hour uh cooling off period concludes for the budget and so i think that uh we'll be putting the final what we call the signy die the final um ribbon on a very tumultuous um session not only with the sexual harassment and uh the um the loss of the second senator for marital infidelity and then, of course, uh, when Parkland uh, erupted, uh, as I've been telling you every day from Tallahassee, everything changed, and that rebooted uh, all of what we were doing in Tallahassee. But I think we're bringing it in for a landing. Before we get to Focus on the Family, I also want to remind you that um, we registered, re-registered my young son uh, at his Christian school today for the 2018-2019 season. I want to remind you that we are in full swing with our promotions for half-price off tuitions. That's right. Uh, if you have thought about uh, either changing schools or you thought about uh, checking out uh, a Christian school for a year, we'll help you do that. And we've got a program that where for the first year uh, you will save half off the tuition, and that's, uh, that's thousands of dollars, and uh, for a promotional opportunity to get to know the school. So if you would like to check out uh, our wonderful schools that are participating, and uh, those that also um, want to come out and uh, have, a, have a chance to talk with you, go right now to our special website, christiantuitions.com. That's christiantuitions.com. There you can see a full list of schools that are available, and we'll also tell you how to register through the site so that when you go to see that school and if it's uh, where God wants uh, your son or daughter uh, to be, uh, you'll get that half price off great deal. Well, I always look forward to Fridays, and especially since I feel like I'm out of jail. And what I mean by that is we're wrapping up my, uh, since the 1st of January, I've been commuting back and forth to Tallahassee, and now kind of back on Fridays, but I'm back on Fridays, and then I'm going to be here for a while because um, the session's over. So today, Lisa Anderson is joining us again, and of course, you probably remember that she is Director of Young Adults for Focus on the Family, host of the Boundless Show and um, she has an opportunity to reach out to young adults, and uh, her heart is for helping 20- and 30-somethings grow up. Now, that's a challenge. Uh, own their faith and uh, date with a purpose and prepare for marriage and family. She's uh, written the book, The Dating Manifesto, a drama-free plan for pursuing marriage with purpose, as well as hosting the national radio show and a weekly podcast, The Boundless Show, and uh, there she does what she does with us for just a few moments with a much more extended opportunity to talk about the issues of the day. Now, um, before we get into our discussion today, I want to remind you that FocusOnTheFamily.com is a 501c3, and always we remind you that I think it's the number one resource on the web for so many different uh, uh, opportunities and resources to help you. But remember, they are a ministry, so uh, if they have blessed you, we want to always remember to keep them in your prayers in terms of your giving. With that, Lisa Anderson, if you're still awake, welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Hey, it's great to be here, Bill. (laughs) Thanks for being so patient on our introduction. 
Well, today we're talking about why nearly 70% of millennials are single. And um, we've got a little bit of a debate, I guess, what's going on between, uh, uh, well, not a debate, but John Piper and Francis Chan on the on the question on why so many millennials are single. I think uh, you probably have as good a handle as anybody on this. So let's go ahead and unpack this a little bit. First of all, tell us what age group are the millennials and uh, what do you see that's particularly characteristic of them? Sure. Yeah, millennials, also known as Gen Y, uh, were generally born between the years 1982 and 1999 or 2000, so just as we came upon the millennium. Um, and I think it's a, it's a lot of folks, especially boomers and older, assume millennials are just these crazy kids. But really now the oldest millennials are in their mid, heading into their late 30s. So <laughs> they really are adults. And so uh, they are also the largest generation now. They've eclipsed the boomers as the largest generation and a lot of challenges in that generation, but a lot of opportunity. And so uh, that's the group uh, primarily that we serve at Boundless and the Boundless Show and have a lot of fun doing it. So mm. Now, not only the secular culture, but the Christian culture, let me just throw this out there. And uh, one of the reasons that I think uh, a lot of people uh, engage in this discussion about why millennials are still single is well, we've always sort of, at least in my mind, not backed up by any data. I mean, uh, through the years, uh, men, guys have uh, certainly been the ones to uh, sort of be out there, uh, Christian, non-Christian, but in a in a promiscuous way if they weren't uh, following Christ. Uh, and now there are folks that are saying it's not just the guys, it's the gals, where the gals would probably, Christian gal would say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm waiting for someone. Has that changed? Are we in a, a different environment here in America with in terms of their worldview and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable for a millennial who also claims to be a follower of Christ? Yeah, well, and sadly, there's becoming less and less distinction between the two. So it used to be that, you know, the church was vastly different in the way it practiced uh, purity and, and uh, biblical sexual ethic. Um, but now we're seeing the culture infiltrate the church. And so some of this has come about um, as a result of the generation delaying marriage. So it is a fact uh, that whereas in the late 60s into the early 70s, the average marrying age was about 22 and 20 for males and females respectively, we have now hit the top end of that decade at 29 and 27. So you're looking at a generation of young adults that aren't getting married until almost 30, and yet you know you sit in Sunday school or youth group as a 14-year-old, and you're given this whole purity talk, and then it's like silence for the next 10 to 15 years. And so this generation of young adults is like, well, here's what I'm hearing from the culture. Here's what I'm hearing from Hollywood. Here's what I'm seeing in my friends. What in the world, what difference does this make in my life if I, you know, if I don't throw in the towel and just do what everyone else is doing? Because they kind of like do the math in their head, and they're like, how in the world am I going to make it to 30 years old and to marriage at this point? remaining sexually pure, and they just think that it's not possible. And that's kind of what um, Piper and Chan were saying, is that that's why it's so easy, quote-unquote easy, to delay marriage is because all of them are just having sex anyway. And I would argue um, that's, that's possibly true. Um, and again, they're, they're saying in the church. Um, I would say that pornography has a huge role in that as well, because a lot of folks will say, you know, young adults, hey, well, you know, I'm not having sex. I'm just doing porn. Okay, well, you know. <laughs> Let's not try to draw or blur lines here. So 
a lot of that's playing, playing into that as well. Um, and so, but interestingly enough, in the article you referenced, a girl decided to kind of blow the whistle, and she was upset at what Piper and Chan said. So, um, you know, kind of, uh, what would I say, like, uh, you know, kind of props to her for trying to take on John Piper and Francis Chan, I guess. But there is validity to what she's saying, too, and that is, hey, listen, there is a generation of Christian young adults, there's a, a, a number of us that are still holding the line staying true to a biblical model of marriage and sexuality and trying to do what's right. And we need encouragement, not statistics and condemnation in that pursuit. Lisa Anderson, um, this is going to be a hunch on your part. I know I have my thoughts, but um, I'm thinking about um, those churches who have either a um, uh, college ministry, um, that um, you've got the leadership in those groups. It seems to me that even as I interact with different groups, there might be some discussion about purity, chastity, um, courting rather than dating, certainly uh, preempting all the substitute for sex for a committed marriage. But uh, I always kind of wonder if one of the reasons why we've got this drift that uh, we also have a drift in terms of church leadership, especially in that age, maybe not wanting to really tell folks exactly what the Bible has to say and the fact that for every sin there are consequences, whether whether you look at it as a, a legalistic yes or don't do something, but there is consequences, and certainly we find that with multiple partners. Do you think that a lot of our uh, you know college groups um, are, are really – getting the message out about, uh, you know, waiting for marriage in terms of uh, having sex? No, sadly, I think the opposite is true. I think part of it is they think that, as I was saying before, um, that this has all been said in the in the junior high and high school youth groups. So they're like, well, surely they already heard this message and they get it. So now, you know, let's not retread, you know, let's not recreate the wheel. Um, and then two, I think they feel awkward. So if if there are boomers or greatest generation folks who bless their hearts are pouring into the young adults teaching Sunday school, they probably got married at 20, 21, 22. So they're like, I can't speak to this because this isn't my experience. And I don't want to make these single young adults feel bad about their situation. I don't want to address the elephant in the room. I don't want to tread into the space of dating or um, purity or anything like that. So they're just choosing not to say anything, which is, is unfortunate because this is the generation and this is the age group that needs this to be um, actually reinforced. Because, you know, you think, Bill, at least when you're in high school, you've got a pretty decent set of parameters around you and parental control and supervision. 20-something is out on their own, probably moved to a new city because of a job or education or whatever. They are in their own apartment or in their own home. They can do whatever they want. And so short of conviction of the Holy Spirit, good biblical teaching, and accountability, they're not going to be able to hold this line on their own. And that's why we as the church have to actually come around them and show them that not only can they, they can be successful in this, but there, there is both biblical and practical life wisdom in actually making it happen. Mm. Lisa Anderson is my guest this afternoon, and she is an expert in this area. She's also director of Young Adults for Focus on the Family. Awesome responsibility because of her expertise. Also host of The Boundless Show 
and we're talking about uh, millennials, and we're talking about millennials who uh, are going through those their, that period of life from the 80s to the turn of the century uh, and not really embracing marriage. Now, I want you to respond to something because oftentimes – uh, and especially as, uh, you know, as one that's probably, uh, you know, as a Southern Baptist, uh, not that that matters, but certainly uh, with my, my teaching at my home church, uh, I could easily be buttonholed as a fundamentalist. And uh, fundamentalists uh, get, uh, you know, like, man, why don't you lighten up? Yeah, it is true, and yeah, we got to tell folks, but whatever. But I talk a lot on this program about overplaying the grace card. Now, Certainly, uh, grace, I would not be where I'm at today without God's grace, but there's a difference when you are truly of a mindset that you know that you're doing something that God doesn't want you to do, but you keep doing it in just uh, sort of, uh, you know, passe, asking for forgiveness. Um, Talk about that, because that, plus the fact that a lot of these young millennials if they go to a you know decent-sized church, and I don't mean that as a judgment call, but half that church is divorced, just like the culture is. So why why is there a motivation for them to really follow follow God when the grace card may be uh, what's really in the air there? And next thing you know, they got the next couple that's divorced and remarried. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah, good point. Well, and first of all, there's nothing wrong with being a fundamentalist. I think it was Chuck Colson who said, call me a fundamentalist because it means that I stand on the fundamentals of Scripture. And that's what, so that's where we are. But let's talk about grace. I would say that grace and understanding grace and your identity in Christ and the whole concept of, you know, you think of the book of Romans, imputed righteousness, the fact that we actually have Christ's record and there is nothing that anyone can do to change our legal status before God, that should, if anything— free up a generation of Christian Bible-believing young adults to realize that because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, they actually have the ability to live this righteousness out in purity. So this idea of like, oh my goodness, I failed again, so i got to throw in the towel. Well, God calls us to holiness, and we should constantly be growing in the pursuit of Christ, and that righteousness should be manifest in our own lives. And so I actually think it's very empowering for our generation to hear that and say, Yes. I mean, the best way to live out your faith is to understand grace and to live in constant repentance and constant renewal. And that's exactly what's going to get you towards the finish line and realizing that I couldn't do this on my own. Apart from Jesus Christ, apart from the power of the Holy Spirit and God in the picture, this would not be. This is why our culture generationally is failing in this regard, and there's no motivation. But to be able to do it and know that this will ultimately be better for my own story, for my witness uh, here on earth of, of Christ and his redeeming work. I mean, I think it puts them in the driver's seat of saying, this is something I can do because I don't have to do it alone, and it's some, uh, it, there's a reason for me doing it and uh, being victorious in it. Mm. Kind, of a de- kind of a delicate question, Lisa Anderson, and that is, um, you know, for a long time, many years, uh, we now know this particular approach to um, attracting folks to your, to your congregation uh, is seeker-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see a, par- a portion of what we're dealing with today, not only in the millennials, but the fact that we've had a fair amount of seeker-friendly fellowships uh, that certainly were overplaying maybe the grace card to, to build numbers? Do you think this goes into what we're seeing here in the American culture for the attitudes of uh, these young millennials? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, that, that age of, you know, the, the really, you know, popular kind of du jour way of doing church of the mega church of the 90s into the 2000s, I see so many mega churches now saying, yeah, that's no longer working for us. What, what folks want, and, and oddly enough, uh, millennials are leading the charge in this, is they want, um, they, want to talk, they want to be biblically literate. They want to be able to fish for themselves. They want to be in a community where they are actually being challenged, where they have people in their lives who are kind of getting up in their face and saying, no, this is not okay. Um, and so I think it's, it's kind of turning itself on its ear to say, yeah, we're not going to sit here and just, you know, sit in the back pew with our double-walled coffee mug and take in the show. Um, there is no – you can do that anywhere. We can do – we are over-entertained. We are over-comforted. Uh, that is what our culture is doing. So to be countercultural now, we're having to say, no, I actually want to know what it looks like to study the word for myself. I actually want to be challenged. I actually want to grow. I mean, you see the millennial generation. They are, Bill, taking – personality tests and assessments mm. and self-improvement every day. Mm. <laughs> they're the most self-improved generation out there. And that's where they're saying, you know, church, help us do this. We want to grow. We, you know, they understand sanctification. They want to get there. Mm. Well, as we close today in a culture where we're just coming off the, uh, uh, the Academy Awards, which I do not watch, but uh, <laughs> we come off Academy Awards where the best picture has to do with uh, a woman having sex with an animal, a beast, or whatever it was, and uh, that's the number one show of the year. My goodness, no wonder we have uh, a lot of confused individuals, including those of us uh, within the church as well. But Lisa Anderson, I applaud you for your ministry, and uh, you are an expert in this area. And uh, by the way, if you want to connect with her by way of Focus on the Family, that website is focusonthefamily.com. That's folksinthefamily.com. And, again, uh, if you missed any portion of this or you have maybe your millennial that you'd like to listen to this, I want to remind you that shortly after we go off the air today at 6, you can go to letstalkfaith.com, click on the podcast page, and you can listen online or download it. And uh, i got to tell you, whenever Lisa Anderson is helping us to understand what's happening in her culture, it is well worth uh, uh, your and my uh, ability to stop and take a good listen. With that, Lisa Anderson, hey, thanks for being with us. Don't forget to, uh, you know, take care of that clock on Sunday and um, (laughs) hope you have a a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Always great to be with you, Bill. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. uh, Again, coming up in a moment, we're going to head out now from Colorado Springs, Colorado, out to uh, California. See what's happening with the movie on the movie beat uh, out of Hollywood. Of course, uh, Ben Kaiser is going to be along. We'll talk about uh, the movie that's getting a lot of buzz for this weekend, A Wink, a Wrinkle in Time. Uh, we'll also uh, have another chat about the, well, the Oscars. And uh, we'll go behind the scenes of I Can Only Imagine. And Ben Kaiser is the host of that. All that on the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't touch that dial. A whole lot more coming up. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington, Florida. Governor Rick Scott has signed a school safety bill passed by the legislature in response to the Valentine's Day mass shooting. 
that killed 17 people at a high school. The bill signed Friday falls short of what Scott and the shooting's survivors wanted. It also marks Scott's break with the National Rifle Association. Jan Thornton of Vallejo is among hundreds of relatives worrying about the welfare of loved ones in a Northern California veteran's home that was locked down after reports of an active shooter. Thornton says her 96-year-old father, a World War II fighter pilot, is inside a hospital wing at the home in Yountville, north of San Francisco. It was a good day on Wall Street as the Dow Jones Industrial Average up by 441 points to close at 25,336. The Nasdaq rose 133, the S&P advanced 48, oil up $1.92 to 6204 a barrel. This is SRN News. For so long, I'd had that little hidden sin. It was a secret. No one knew. So I'd convince myself it really wasn't hurting anyone. But but what if my wife or kids found out? Mm. Harmless? It would have ruined me. The problem was, who could I talk to? I needed someone I could confide in. But, but this was so personal. Who could I trust? He found someone to trust, and so can you. We're Faithful Counseling, the world's largest platform for faith-based professional counseling. All of our licensed and experienced counselors are qualified and certified by the state board, and many are trained in addiction counseling. But more importantly, we share your Christian values. Available 24-7 by text, messaging, phone, and video conferencing, all from the comfort of your own home. Try it for the first week free by going to FaithfulCounseling.com and use the invite code word TRUST. That's FaithfulCounseling.com and use the invite code word TRUST to get your first week free. Faithful Counseling, we're here when you need it. It's an amazing song. You know, I've never told anybody my story. From Irwin Brothers Entertainment comes I Can Only Imagine. When I was uh, 11 years old, life was tough. On March 16th, discover the untold story behind the beloved song that inspired millions. My dad was a monster, and I saw God transform him, so I wrote this song for my dad. I can only imagine. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters March 16th. Go to ICanOnlyImagine.com. Bill Bunkley here with a personal invitation to join me and my family on our 2018 10-day pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. Be a part of this year's 70th anniversary marking Israel's statehood. Our tour host is renowned historian and EDI travel president Boaz Shalgi. Travel to Petra, the Dead Sea, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and much more. See where end times will unfold and visit custom locations gaining insight into Jesus geopolitical issues facing Israel today. The all-inclusive price is just $3,965 per person, double occupancy. For just $3,965, you'll receive round-trip airfare from Tampa, four- and five-star hotels, Wi-Fi-equipped motor coach, three meals daily, all taxes and tips. For more information, go to letstalkfaith.com or call us 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. Weekday afternoons at 3. I Work For Him with Jim Brangenberg. I'm Jim Brangenberg, the host of I Work For Him. Who do you work for, really? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, your car payment, yourself, or your Lord? Your workplace is your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. I Work For Him with Jim Brangenberg. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Take a break for coffee and truth from God's Word. Weekday mornings at 10, it's Bible Line with Dr. Ralph Yankee Arnold. 
Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter what you are doing. God still loves you, and so do I. And at 1030, Just Thinking with Ravi Zacharias. What we need to understand is that a loving God has given us a moral framework, not to destroy us, but to preserve us. Strength for your morning. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. We're back on an absolutely stunning Chamber of Commerce day throughout. back on an absolutely stunning Chamber of Commerce Day throughout the West Central Florida. I'm delighted. I'm not broadcasting from Tallahassee today. I'm in our studios here in Tampa. And as I mentioned at the top of the hour, we are in, uh, I think, the final throes of the 60-day session for the Florida legislature. Uh, They're going to have to extend, and uh, they're going to come back, I think, 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon to pass that budget. But just uh, for those of you who have uh, been with us uh, these 60 days, uh, looks like we're getting ready to crank it uh, to a close. Well, before we have a chance to talk with Ben Kaiser and talk about a movie a lot of you are aware of, and that's A Wrinkle in Time, I want to remind ladies that uh, a couple of weeks, March 22nd, we're inviting you to come out to Bell Shoals Baptist Church, 5 o'clock, and it's going to be for our Ladies' Night Out. For those of you who were with us last year, You know it was a hoot, but you also know that it sold out early. So I remind you that uh, we're going to have an opportunity for you to come to the Expo at 5 o'clock. There'll be be some booths there. Got a little shopping, got some giveaways. You know the Bell Shows does a wonderful job with the uh, desserts as well as the light hors d'oeuvres. And because it's an early start, we've got some food trucks coming out as well that will be available for your dining pleasure in the parking lot, so bring a little extra cash. But I want to tell you, it's such a deal. $5, lady. $5 is going to get you into Ladies' Night Out. And, again, Bell Shows Baptist Church uh, starting at 5, March 22nd. And remember that our main program is Leslie Norris Townsend, and she is uh, just an absolutely out-of-sight, funny Christian comedian. And she's going to take some of life's challenges and make them an adventure for you. So grab the ladies in your Bible fellowship, the ladies in your uh, private or, or, or small group. Come on out and be a part of all of what's happening. And you can get your tickets right now. Find out more at letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com forward slash ladies night out. 
Well, Ben Kaiser is along this afternoon, and, uh, of course, MovieGuide.org is my uh, very highly recommended website for your home or office PC that I hope that are bookmarked. Also, got uh, two great apps for if you are an Apple person or an Android person, but I want to tell you that um, it is an absolutely wonderful resource to be able to go to, not only to find out uh, about uh, what's in the current movies of the day, and is that something that would be a, a godly movie for what the Holy Spirit leads you and the life of leading yourself and your family and your, your spouse, but they also have a, a biweekly journal, and uh, they also have some great articles. And uh, coming up on Easter, you're going to get a chance to watch the highlights uh, of the annual Movie Guide Awards, and uh, it's going to be in the Reels channel, so we're excited about all of that. And again, with us this afternoon, we have um, the managing editor of Movie Guide, movieguide.org. Chris, that's Ben Kaiser. Ben, good to have you back. It's so good to be with you, Bill. Well, we're going to talk about the Oscars in a moment, but let's go ahead and get in uh, a movie. And that is A Wrinkle in Time, and um, on a couple of the two major uh, scoring um, platforms that you guys use, didn't really do very well on either one of them. Talk about it. No, this is Disney's remake uh, or uh, adaptation of the classic novel, uh, A Wrinkle in Time, that a lot of people are familiar with. And it it could have been a good family-friendly science fiction adventure but it just isn't. It's about this uh, young girl, Meg, and her father is a scientist who's trying to discover how to travel through ta- uh, travel through space by bending space and time, but he disappears. So, so Meg is uh, this young girl that's trying to find her father, okay? But she gets uh, introduced by these three celestial be- beings, kind of like angels of sorts, and they're going to help her find her father, and she goes on this adventure, Okay. Sounds kind of like a fun, sweet movie, but it, it becomes super convoluted. The story uh, is just not well told at all. The, they focus way too much on the CGI and the visual aspects of the story instead of finding a unified, uh, 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 really straightforward story to tell. So because of that, the plot is just confusing. Not to mention, they strip all the Christian allegory uh, from the original novel, and they insert a lot of New Age paganism. Uh, at one point, they're at the uh, near the end of the movie. They're even talking about uh, uh, all the figures in history that have made an impact on the world, and they mention Gandhi and Buddha and all mm. these other pagan individuals, but they don't mention Jesus. It's it's really quite something how much they they uh, uh ruin the original novel and they also make it just super boring to watch so a wrinkle in time is one you're going to want to pass on even the secular critics are are destroying the movie and audiences the audience reaction so far has been really really poor so we highly recommend people pass on a wrinkle in time we gave it a minus three because of the the terrible pagan worldview that they incorporated in it, and we only gave it three out of four stars. I will say, if you know, we haven't had a good movie in theaters for a while. Uh, save your money because uh, starting next week, there's going to be three uh, faith-based movies coming out every week, and there's some good ones. So save your mo- uh, theater money. Maybe rent uh, a, a movie. Some new movies uh, on DVD include The Man Who Invented Christmas, which is the Christmas 
Christmas-themed movie, but it's really fun. And then there's also the new Marvel movie, uh, the, uh, the Marvel movie Thor Ragnarok, which came out in November, and that's out on DVD. So maybe it's a weekend where you stay in and, and save the theater money. And for many, it's the beginning of spring break, like it is in my family with my son, Zachary. And I want to remind you that the Strawberry Festival in Plant City is cranking up. The weather is just absolutely perfect. Now, uh, just to remind you that we may get some rain in here on Sunday, but as you're looking for alternatives, uh, uh, certainly to not uh, spend the kind of money for a family of three or four to see a wrinkle in time, certainly uh, tonight or tomorrow at the Strawberry Festival, maybe even Sunday, uh, Jose Cruz's birthday, the big day on Sunday. Maybe you might be able to get something in, but um, just to do yourself a favor and hang away from this. Now, I want to ask uh, very quickly, because this is Disney, and I want to just get a quick reaction. This wasn't part of what we had uh, set aside to talk about. But uh, Ben Kaiser, speaking of Disney, you know, Frozen was a very, very popular movie. And I think Frozen 2, they're uh, getting some, uh, you know, some hints about it coming out in 2019. And it's getting a lot of buzz that Elsa, uh, who is the lead character, Elsa may be coming back in Frozen 2 as, uh, as a lesbian. Um, you guys heard about that and just some initial thoughts. Yeah, and this isn't anything new. Um, people have theorized this before, and we've written a couple articles that have uh, disproven this theory based on the first movie. And here's the thing. A lot of people, they're always, uh, especially the left and the uh, LGBT community, they're always trying to find uh, a movie that they can claim as their own. And that's what they're doing with Frozen, and they're really building up a lot of hype and, you know, getting their hashtag trending on Twitter and trying to and, – and the thing is, if you watch the first movie, there's really actually no uh, – uh, there, there's no proof, there's no reason to think that Elsa is gay. It's really uh, ridiculous to go down that route, but since it's become such a media storm, now Disney is – is being vague about the whole subject and they're making, I, I read the original comments from the screenwriter and the co-director Jennifer Lee. And uh, all she really said is, Oh, we love the conversation that's taking place about the movie, but they never really say one way or another, whether they're going to put that agenda in frozen two. So we're not jumping to any conclusions. They could go that route. It, it wouldn't be super shocking, but we don't want to, we don't want to force them to go that route. We don't want them to, uh, uh, to uh, embrace that that theory so much that they decide to run with it. So we we're uh, uh, you're going to wait until the movie comes out before we judge it. Yeah. So hold your powder dry. But the same article that caught my attention, we commented on earlier this week, and it is a point that she didn't deny. They didn't deny they weren't going to do that. But again, uh, I uh, want to reassure you that Ben's right on point that as you're as you're whether it's Disney Studios or this particular product, this movie. You know, marketing, part of that is is to develop a buzz with uh, uh, earned media. And what that means is you get people talking about it without you having to buy any ads. So just kind of uh, watch this. Uh, we certainly, if we find out that's going to be the decision, you'll know all about it. Now, if you're just joining us, uh, go to movieguide.org if you can, not if you're driving. Movieguide.org on your home or office PC because if you haven't had a chance to visit, you'll see how comprehensive these reviews are. And we are talking to Ben Kaiser this afternoon. Now, Dr. Tom Snyder uh, has an article we want to talk about now entitled, The Oscars Have Become a Mediocre Award Show for the Best Anti-Human Propaganda. One of the latest articles at movieguide.org. Ben Kaiser, talk about this one. 
the Oscars has just become a disaster, and it just gets worse and worse every single year. And I, I'm going to make I'm going to make a super honest confession on uh, on the air right now. I did not actually watch the Oscars this year. Me neither. Um, <laughs> I was so like not interested that I ended up spending the three hours doing a cat puzzle with my wife, and that is not a joke. <laughs> I just I had no interest. The movies, even though I've seen most of the movies, because that's part of my job. Uh, it's just there is no reason to watch it. And it and guess what? America felt the same way. This was the lowest rated and less uh, watched Oscars in the history of uh, the, the 90 years they've been doing this. And uh, it dropped 19 percent in the ratings, uh, not to mention, as we discussed last week, the actual movies that were nominated for Best Picture. Uh, there aren't they aren't making money at the box office. It's the it's, it's been the sixth lowest uh, box office grossing best picture nominee list uh, in in six years. So the the nominees, the award winners for the most part were terrible, with the exception of uh, Gary Oldman uh, winning uh, for The Darkest Hour, uh, playing Winston Churchill. That was definitely an earned uh, award right there. But for the most part, all the other winners. Not really a fan of them, and uh, uh, I do not feel bad that I missed out on it. Well, I'm with you as well. I could not tell you. It's been two or three years, but I had no interest at all. But um, we'll move on, and uh, and again, just very disappointed with uh, the political statements that they're making as well as they uh, tend to select movies that have no mainstream interest whatsoever, and uh, it seems like uh, getting uh, 10 or 15 of your friends that hang out together and you love each other's company, so you're going to get in a circle and give each other awards for how good you are. That, that's what it kind of seems like to me. All right. Uh, as uh, Ben Kaiser was talking about some of the movies coming up, um, I can make no comments whatsoever, but uh, uh, there's a movie that you're going to be hearing a lot about, a lot about called Paul the Apostle, and uh, I, have, uh, I have screened that movie. However, that's all I can say, that I've screened it. I'm under an embargo. And I'm sure that uh, Ben as well. But another one that I am hoping to screen in the next day or two is I Can Only Imagine. And uh, I have that resource ready to go. And uh, Ben Kaiser himself has written an article at movieguide.org about being behind the scenes. Tell us about that article. I got to say, you got to love the embargoes because I, too, embargoed on both of those movies. But uh, next week and the week after, we can start really delving into uh, the review section. But... This is an article, so we are allowed to talk about it. This is about, I can only imagine, last year I was actually flown out to watch one of the first uh, uh, edits of I Can Only Imagine, and they had a lot of the stars. They had Bart Millard uh, of Mercy Me talking about his life story because that's what the, the movie's about. And this particular article is actually focusing on the friendship that he's developed with Dennis Quaid because of the movie. In the movie, Dennis Quaid plays Bart Millard's father, and it was really cool, the, uh, the friendship that developed in Dennis Quaid as a musician and, and was writing songs during the filming and wanted to, to show Bart Millard uh, uh, some of the songs that he had written. And uh, it was just really cool to see the impact in the Christian testimony and uh, uh, that Bart Millard could be on Dennis Quaid's life. And uh, uh, Bart was even mentioning, and I mentioned this in the article, that when Dennis Quaid watched the cut of the movie for the first time with his family, it, uh, he was able to uh, bring up uh, uh, his faith and Christianity with his kids. And apparently he had never talked about this 
talked about his faith with wow. his children. And it was really just opening up a lot of opportunities uh, that I think is really, really cool that, that a story like this can have impact on major Hollywood actors that have been around for a long time that, that maybe hold to the Christian faith, but don't really uh, uh, delve into what it means to, to walk with Jesus and have a relationship with him. So I, I think it's a neat thing that, that this is bridging that gap. And uh, you can read uh, the, the full article at movieguide.org. There's definitely more to the story than that. But I just wanted to give a little summary. Now, does that mean that uh, the next time once the movie comes out and uh, we go to our local Mercy Me concert, Dennis may come out with his guitar and do a couple cameos? Oh, that's it. That would be <laughs> awesome. You never know. You never know. Oh, the marketing, marketing. Hey, check that out, though, behind the scenes of I Can Only Imagine. And I know that um, we're excited about uh, this movie, and we've been promoting it to here. And uh, we'll also be, again, having a chance to talk uh, in-depth about some of these other ones. But our lips are zipped. That way we don't get in trouble. Well, we got a devotional that we talked about last week. And uh, highly recommending that uh, you check it out at Amazon.com. And it's from Dr. Bear. Tell us about this. Yeah, we're really excited about this devotional. It just launched on Tuesday. So you can go to Amazon, uh, ChristianBook.com, or Barnes & Noble and find the book. It's, uh, it's called Real to Real, 45 Movie Devotionals for Families. And if, uh, if you like devotionals, this one's really unique because it ties in each devotional, ties in two or three different movies uh, into, uh, with scripture, and you have a little devotion for the day, and you also have some movie suggestions and discussion questions that you can bring up with the family. It's a very unique thing. It's very family-oriented, and it's something you can do at the dinner table or do it after you've watched the movie. That's one thing that, that my family did a lot is we'd watch the movie, and then we'd, we'd talk about it for a good 15 to 20 minutes. And uh, uh, this devotional, we just we wanted to uh, to bless families. And Dr. Bear did a did a really great job. And uh, there's a lot of endorsements behind it: Dolly Parton, Von Franklin, Roma Downey, Kevin Sorbo, Alex Kendrick. Uh, there's a lot of people that have uh, put their name uh, as a stamp of approval on this book. And, and we really hope people check it out. And uh, uh, if you do uh, buy it and read it. Please uh, think about leaving a nice review on Amazon.com, too, because that, that really does help. And we, we appreciate all of our, all of our uh, supporters in Tampa that tune in, and uh, we hope that this blesses everyone that, that gets it. And, again, go to Amazon.com, Amazon.com, and just put in uh, a reel-to-reel uh, in terms of uh, real, real movie devotions or reel-to-reel. That's R-E-E-L and then R-E-A-L. You know, like real, like a movie real, and then real, like a real deal. So you don't uh, put in one or the other and find out where you're getting half an answer. But, uh, again, that is at Amazon. Hey, got about a minute or so left. Uh, It's not too early to start talking about and uh, showcasing the annual Movie Guide Awards coming up on Easter. I think it's, uh, again, going to be on the Reels channel. So I know I'm catching you off guard. It wasn't on our on our prep sheet for today, but uh, any comments about uh, that opportunity for us to see uh, that one-hour special? Absolutely. Uh, the theme of this special is Movie Guide's transformational movies, and we packaged the entire TV special 
uh, to talk about these are movies that either transform your family life, transform your culture, transform uh, the future, and that's the whole theme of the show. And we're going to dive more into that the next couple weeks. But uh, it also features, as you said, the highlights of the Movie Guide Awards. We weren't able to to show all three hours of the awards show because that's a long that's a long show. But we we narrowed it down into a 45 minute TV special, and we're really excited about it. And that's why they were really tired and beat for the two weeks that we talked to them after the Movie Guide Awards themselves uh, there in Hollywood because of all the post-event work and post-production work that goes into uh, their um, one-hour special. So I want to remind you that MovieGuide.org, MovieGuide.org is where you need to be checking things out. And I want to tell you, I'm excited because as we get closer to Easter, not only the Movie Guide Awards are coming, there's going to be some great movies. So uh, 